Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe. And I have a story for you today, but first, Zoe, how's life? Well, um, Robin, I know we're recording well in advance, so this episode comes out, I think, in November, but <laughs> it is October 2nd for us, and we just survived Hurricane Ian. Now... I I say that as a, um, I guess, extreme, but there actually were people who passed due to Hurricane Ian, mainly in Florida. So our yeah. hearts go out to them. But um, yeah. here it was just rainy. My power flickered a few times. Um, yeah, I mean, I know some people's power went out mm -hmm. in Colombia, but I think for the most part, we were all pretty OK. Did you feel it on your knee? I don't know. I mean, my leg hurt, but like, I think that might just be your leg, my, my leg. <laughs> um, for people who don't know, I have metal in my knee now. So I'm trying to figure out like, am I one of those people that can tell the weather <laughs> by my knee? I don't think I'm quite attuned to it yet, okay. but I'll, I'll keep you updated for sure. Yeah, I was actually just editing the episode where we brought it up today. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I have to ask her. <laughs> Yeah, no, it it's it's just hanging here. Mm -hmm. it, it's needed ibuprofen. Maybe that's yeah. I don't know the the barometric pressure of it all. Yeah, well, that's my life update. We survived Hurricane Ian. How, <laughs> how was your life? Uh, my life update is good. You know what? Here, here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, for my life update, because we're we're now recording two episodes minimum a week, and so we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel as to what I get up to. But uh, for the life update, <laughs> but uh, you texted me something that I had been like searching the internet for, right? Which Haley. is that the gray man was, uh, according to Facebook, <laughs> spotted uh, in Polly's Island, which. As people who have listened to what I think is episode 39 of Haunted Hospitality know means that a big hurricane is coming. Now, there was also an image posted to Facebook, which I assumed was the actual spotting. Yeah. You can never quite tell with these things, but it was a blurry, completely gray man on a beach, which, hey, fits the mold. Yeah. I would be curious to see um, if you could reverse Google search it, though. Oh, yeah. If it came from, like, an article from, like, 2011 or maybe. That would be funny. Well, what I was going to say, like, you never... People will, like, just, like, post an image to kind of go along with their text. Yeah. And I think the inference is, oh, this was the sighting. Somebody took this photo of the gray man. But it could also mean, like, I want this to show up higher in your Facebook or whatever social media algorithm, so I need to put a photo of it. And I don't mean for it to be interpreted like that, but also it's not going to hurt <laughs> if it was interpreted like that. I don't know. But yeah. supposedly the gray man was seen on Friday, September 30th, which is, like, the day that Hurricane Ian hit coastal carolina yeah so thank you huge shout out to Haley for sending that to me this morning or last thank night you, i saw it this morning but <laughs> um also that oh just the algorithm thing i see like people will post unrelated photos for the facebook algorithm algorithm because it'll only post photos like to your feed that have photos it seems like Oh, only post posts to your feed that have photos. Yeah, that's totally you what said I meant. Only post photos to your feed that have photos, which I mean is also true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's uh, we live in a weird world. I really miss like when when things would happen chronologically. Yes, and like for a while, Facebook did have chronological. Like you could switch to chronological, but like. like that's not on Instagram anymore. I don't I don't think it's on, on Facebook. Like I just want to see things chronologically. And only from people I follow, please. Yes. I, I am so like Instagram has gotten so bad. I updated Instagram and now I hate it. I'm yeah. still on it, probably more than before, <laughs> which is what they wanted. Yeah. And I hate that I'm following into this trap because it is hypnotizing, but like I I it it's just randos. It is. All right, um, so we do have something something for us today as we go into the current social media space. Yes, I do. I have a creature corner for us today. 
And this Thank information you. is from Wikipedia. So we're, Wikipedia. yes, we're going to get a little bit spooky in this one. So this is a creature called, it has two names. One is the Kuntilanak. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or that's what it's called in Indonesia. But in Malaysia, in Singapore, it is called Pontianak. Okay. So this is a spirit or ghost of a woman who has died while she was pregnant, where the baby also passed. And she is likened to a vampire and often described as a vengeful spirit. So those who have seen one... Describe them as long-haired women dressed in white. She has pale skin, red eyes, and black hair. Her dress is white and is often stained with blood. And she has a very prominent pregnant belly. She supposedly will change into a more monstrous form when she captures her prey. Her prey, you say? Who's her prey? (laughs) Well, these are men. You sound like a children's rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Her prey, prey? your prey, you say, well, these are men. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're good. Her prey is all men. She only kills men. So once she captures them, she uses her fangs to suck their blood or her sharp nails to eat their organs. All right. If the man is one that she is seeking vengeance against, she will eviscerate him. And if the victim has his eyes open, she will suck them out of his head. She only appears under the full moon, and you can tell if she's nearby if you hear the cries of an infant or feminine laughter. However, similar to other creatures in that corner of the world Mm. the louder she sounds the further she is and the softer the noise the closer she is i like that i like that a lot i i I think it's called like the the tuk-tuk there's another one vampiric kind of creature in the philippines that prey on pregnant women and they they have a similar thing where it's like if you hear it really, really loud, it's far away. But if you hear it really softly, it's close near. But that one preys on pregnant women. But that one preys on pregnant women, while this one's a pregnant woman who preys on men. So interesting that it's like connected in that way, but yeah. opposite. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So like in that case, like, I guess... Do you run toward the loud sound? Okay, let's say like, let's say you hear the loud sound. You're a guy and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) And one, you close your eyes so they don't get sucked out of your head. Two, do you run toward the loud sound or do you run away from it? What do you do logically? I I mean, I think like instinctually you run away from the loud sound and that's what it wants. But like, are you running towards? Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. You can also tell if she's nearby, because if there's a dog howling, she is nearby, but not too close. But if he's whimpering, she is very, very near. And you can also smell her. She smells like a plumera flower, masking the stench of a human corpse. Okay. It's like you spray. It's like those, like that meme is like, okay, like you spray like a Febreze or something on like a bad smell. And it's like, okay, well now it smells like that plus flowers. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's going on here. Or, you know, that um, lotion that I did for something spooky forever ago. Yeah. That is like mm-hmm. apple crisp. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that. I didn't like that's that. That's what I was picturing. <laughs> That makes sense. (laughs) And she supposedly finds you by smell because she can find you by the smell of your clean laundry. And because of this, some people will leave a piece of worn clothing outside their house every night to, like, make it stinky, I guess, and keep her away. And she is said to rest in a banana tree during the day. And you can fight her off. Okay, this is where I'm like, 
I smell a little sexism. So <laughs> she can be fought off by driving a nail into like the hole at the nape of her neck. Mm-hmm. Like if you just put a nail there and then if you do that, she turns into a beautiful woman in a quote, good wife until the nail is removed. Okay. Like, you know that that children's story of the girl with the green ribbon around her neck and, like, the boy and her, fall, like, grow up and fall in love and get married and one day the the man now can't curb his curiosity any further and he unties the ribbon from her neck and her head falls off? No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know it as a children's story. I didn't realize that it was adapted from something. I know it from Carmen Maria Machado's book of short stories, Her Body and Other Parties. Mm. Um, I believe it was the titular story there. But so I, I read her rendition of it. I didn't know it was like adapted from a a children's story, though, which is a very dark children's story. OK, yeah, <laughs> I remember in elementary school reading it and I can actually still picture the illustrations in my mind. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, I feel like there could be a children's story one day where it's like the man has the perfect wife and she has a nail in her throat. And he's like, what happens if I remove that? And she goes, oh, you won't like it if you Mm -hmm. do. And then he finally does. And she turns into a pregnant vampiric beast and then just devours him. But like, that's a good question, because like, would she want him to take it out? Is she being held prisoner by the nail? Or is it because she's, like, if she's being held prisoner, but she's a perfect wife now, would there be, like, this facade? Like, you know in The Good Place? Yeah. When Cheedy and Eleanor tried to go push the button to kill Janet? Yeah. Janet's like, no, don't kill me. Look at my kids. And then the second they walk away from it, she's like, I don't have any kids. This is a stock image. Okay, Yes. So it's like, if they tried to remove the nail, it'd be like, no, don't remove the nail. I'm being the perfect wife. Don't remove it. But the second they do, it would be like, ha thank you for removing the nail. Mwahaha. Yeah, warring instincts. Yeah. Yeah. This is just fascinating, Zoe. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, that's my something spooky. That's, that's awesome. Okay, wow. Very interesting. You'll have to tell me how to spell that for the episode description. That, yep, I will do that. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Ahem. Do you have a story for us today? I do. Thank you for <laughs> asking. <laughs> so, Zoe, th- this ties in. Don't worry. I'm holding a lit Target candle in my hand, as you can okay. see. It is the smell of driftwood and sea salt. And that is because we're covering a haunted ship today. You like haunted boat or like boat stories, I guess. I realized I saw <laughs> I, I actually planned all my episodes like three months in advance this time. And I thought like um, I did this found the sinking of the blue belt. And then I thought immediately of the USS Yorktown, which is spoiler alert, what we're covering today. And then I had them next to each other. And then I was like, I can't have two boats, one right after the other. So I put two in between them i feel like one in between them two in between them i feel like though all the ocean or boat or whatever stories we have or like a lake are from me yes i zoe i just like bodies of water (laughs) i think that there is something so creepy about them i respect bodies of water so much but you're right i did the lake lanier i did the haunting of the old house woods which is by a marsh which Mm -hmm. we had like literally a ghost pirate ship going over the trees Huh. You had the swamp just like two episodes ago. Oh, oh yeah. god, four episodes ago. I don't know. I've lost mm, track. Two, 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 two episodes. Yes, I'm no. saying that. Yes, two of your episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's how I tell time. <laughs> okay, we're covering the USS Yorktown today, everybody. And this is actually falling into a very slim category of places I have actually visited. Woo! I don't remember it much. 
But it was okay. a very big ship. That's what I remember. Okay. So the USS Yorktown is also known as the Fighting Lady. It is an 890-foot-long aircraft carrier. It was built... Yes, Zoe, the Fighting Lady. <laughs> it was built in 1941, and she started on her journey on April 15th, 1943, during World War II. But before her building was completed, just so you know, she was originally called... And I'm going to butcher how this is pronounced because I never took French. The Bonhomme Richard. Mm -hmm. I know I got that wrong. It means good man, Richard. Mm -hmm. It does. <laughs> how would you pronounce it, Zoe? You who I, took French. I can't even. I, I'm just thinking Bonhomme. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but there was another Yorktown ship. That sank in the World War II Battle of Midway, and so then the Bonhomme Richard, or however you pronounce it, became another USS Yorktown. This was, I think, the fourth ship to be called that. Mm -hmm. So actually, it's if you think about it, she's kind of named after a ship that was named after a battle. Okay. But anyway, anyway. There we go. It was a Revolutionary War battle. It was the battle that precipitated Americans winning the war. So if you're listening to Hamilton, there's a song called Yorktown, and that's like kind of where they where they went. Anyway, okay, so the ship was <laughs> after World War II, the USS Yorktown was decommissioned for a bit and then commissioned again in 1953 for the Korean War and later served in the Vietnam War. She, in 1968, also recovered the crew of the Apollo 8 mission when they landed in the ocean, which they planned to do. I was very surprised when I first learned that space missions landed in the ocean, but it makes a whole bunch of sense. It does. This was the first manned mission to the okay. moon, but they didn't land on it. They just orbited it. Orbited it. Or orbited, orbited, orbited it. Orbited it. <laughs> and... <laughs> The ship was decommissioned in 1974, the final time. For World War II, she got either 11 or 12 battle stars. And in Vietnam, in the Vietnam War, she got five battle stars. At the height of amount of people working on it, there were three. That's a weird way of phrasing it. The most amount of people to ever work on it at one time was 3,000. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. It's a huge ship, Zoe. It okay. is a huge ship. And while, you know, working on the ship, over 100 crew members did die on the ship. Makes sense. Since 1975, the USS Yorktown has been stationed at Patriot's Point in the Charleston Harbor on the Mount Pleasant side, which is just a bridge away from Charleston, and is part of Patriot's Point, Patriot Point's, Patriot's Point's, that's confusing, Patriot, <laughs> Patriot's Point's Naval and Maritime Museum, which also includes another ship called the USS Laffey, which is also known as the ship that would not die, okay. which is an amazing name. But this is not about the ship that would not die. This is about the USS Yorktown, a.k.a. the Fighting Lady. All right. So, Zoe. Yes. I'm just going to get into the ghosts. Ghost me up. Ghost you up. Okay. So, first off, this is actually a very, very, very well-known haunting in 2012, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, a.k.a. TAPS, a.k.a. Ghost Hunters, yes. investigated the ship. They heard voices and door slamming and supposedly, I, I say supposedly, apparently, got footage of a ghost moving on the second deck. However, I was not able to find that video. BuzzFeed Unsolved also did a paranormal investigation on the ship. And if you have ever gone to Charleston and even thought of doing a ghost tour, you know about Bulldog Tours, which is a very popular and good mm -hmm. ghost tour group there. They do a lot of places. Zoe and I went. I'm sure we've, we, we've been on at least one ghost tour with them together, and I've been like thousands of walking. Right. The Charleston Gels tour, but they do one specifically of the USS Yorktown. So one of their tour guides, Tad Laguerre, says that he's seen apparitions. Uh, this is not the first. This is the first, but it will not be the last mention of apparitions you will hear about on this episode. And has also heard the sound of disembodied footsteps behind him while he was on the ship. He also says that there is a particular smell accompanied with the ship. This is not a paranormal smell. It is just a smell of people working and living on a ship, but that if you go home, you will kind of have that smell still with you and that 
if you go to sleep, you might have nightmares about the ship. Apparently this happens. Mm. So everybody take a shower <laughs> unless you want nightmares about the ship. <laughs> take a shower after you leave. They have a they have two different types of ghost tours for the USS Yorktown at Bulldog Tours. One of them is just a normal ghost tour where they take you around and tell you about things. Another one is where you can use paranormal investigative equipment, including spirit boxes, K2 meters, and ghost grids. One thing to note before I get into more specific stories about things that happen there, if you are a woman and you are visiting the USS Yorktown, you are more likely to be haunted. The reasoning by this is that there were a lot of guys and who lived there and it's the it is only haunted by guys and that theoretically they would be more happy to see a woman. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, not all of them, sure, but, you know, <laughs> to see women. So if you're a woman and you're there, you might feel a touch on your shoulder or you might feel like someone is scratching you, Ew. which is rude. Yeah. See, That's not how you know. get a girl to go on a date with you. It's not. Everybody <laughs> take notes. <laughs> Dating advice with Robin and Zoe. Don't scratch her. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to start off with the Boy Scout ghost stories. Okay. Because this is the, the this is a place where apparently it is part of the Boy Scout curriculum. I don't know how Boy Scouts work, but apparently is a thing where Boy Scouts will come with their troops to spend the night on the USS Yorktown. And they come away with ghostly experiences, I can tell you that. Because at first I was like, wait, why are all of these Boy Scouts <laughs> that I'm getting? The first taunting I've been able to find about the ship in general so far was 1987, uh, when there was a sleepover of Boy Scouts on the Yorktown, and they saw some disturbing things, including many apparitions of sailors, and one of the boys, I guess, was outside looking at the water, and he said he saw red lights just under the water outside. Ooh. Which I'm wondering like, what that could be. I feel like it could be something on the ship shining down, or something under. Or but... like a reflection of, like... <laughs> something yeah that one it, it, it the thing is if it's like if there's no explanation for it it's very very creepy but i feel like there could be I, I don't know how ships work but i assume that there's lights yeah and there's like i feel like that's a pretty popular port so it's not like there was no one around yeah well i feel like where it is on the mount pleasant side with patriots point like you are probably you're not where the major hubbub is, I think. Yeah. That's my reading of it. On Veterans Day in 2011, a group of Boy Scouts from Florida traveled up to Charleston to spend the night at the Yorktown. At least two of them decided to go on a little wandering around adventure looking for ghosts because they heard there might be some there. And they their experience was kind of my favorite kind of talk about where it could be logically explained away but it also very well could not be and so it is that degree of uncertainty and a little bit of a threat that i find very very interesting personally if i were to experience these things and so one of the boys while they're walking around he's trying to talk to spirits he's trying to be like hey I don't know what he says. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh-huh. And he's hoping he would get some kind of a response. And he does hear some faint voices back. And he looks around to see if anybody is nearby, like a human person. And he's not seeing anybody. So he's like, perhaps it's somebody else. Perhaps it was truly a ghost. After this, he sees some shadows in his periphery. And the boy that he's walking with also sees shadows, but they don't see them at the same times. Mm, okay. And I'm letting you know right now, I didn't write down every time somebody said, well, I saw a shadow while I was on the USS Yorktown. <laughs> but the thing is, like, everybody kind of said <laughs> that they saw shadows while on the USS Yorktown. And apparently they have a thing that, like, is kind of called the Shadow Man, but I wasn't able to find, like, much more on him. But just there's there's quite a lot of shadows that come into play here. Okay. Okay. One other thing to note is that Cold spots kept popping up while they were on their way walking through the ship. And he was a Boy Scout, very resourceful. And he was looking around to see, like, if there were any vents mm -hmm. that could explain why they were randomly coming up. And he didn't find any that explained any of these cold spots. So hmm. food for thought, Zoe, food for thought. You know, my Aunt Tiffany's mm -hmm. son is in the Boy Scouts. And mm -hmm. like, 
I'm half tempted to message her and be like, has he gone yet? Or will he be going? And if he is going, yes. please tell me to t- any spooky things. Well, mom's come too. Oh, perfect. Yes. So one time, actually, that leads me to another story. So in 2013, a woman named Carla accompanied her son on a Boy Scout sleepover. They had a separate room for the mother. So she bunked with other moms in the room and she did not have a restful sleep. Oh, really? No, she didn't. At 4.30 a.m., not as cool as 3 a.m., but whatever. At 4.30 a.m., she was woken up by the sound of really heavy steps on the stairs right beside her room. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of teenagers on board that night. And so she was like, oh, Lordy, what are the teenagers up to? <laughs> you know. But the weird thing is, like, those footsteps on the stairs lasted an hour until 5 30 they kept her up the whole time also her room was very very cold that's weird so she finally finally they stop after 5 30 she goes back to sleep she wakes up in the morning she's talking to the other women in the room and she says did anybody else hear that stomping last night and none of them had and so okay well that's weird she goes about her day on the uss yorktown and she talks later that day to some of the employees on the ship and she tells them yeah i heard all these footsteps on the stairs and they tell her that well those stairs next to your bunking room lead to the deck which is closed at night and inaccessible oh cool so like who would be going up and down stairs for like an hour to a place that you you can't get to Somebody trying to get a workout in? I don't know. That's weird. Ghosts, Zoe. Ghosts. Ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) What is it called? Residual spirits? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's my vote for this situation, Zoe. Though, okay, if I was her and I heard people stomping up the stairs right next to my head, I wouldn't let it go on for an hour and then go back to sleep. I would open the door and be like, WTF are you doing? You're so nice. I'm so con. No, no, you're not nice. Um, I mean, you are nice. <laughs> Shoot. I I don't know. You're so brave. Maybe. Oh, okay. I'm just so conflict averse. I'd be like, Ugh, okay. So I'm, I'm con- this. I'm conflict averse, but when it comes to my sleep, you do not uh-huh. get between me and a good night's rest. Do not. Okay. I will. Um. I guess keep that in mind. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to some non-Boy Scout stories. All right, so one person, so this is a current-ish, I guess, possibly still there, employee on the USS Yorktown, and I saw a video of him talking about his previous experience. Apparently, he also worked there when he was a teenager, and they had a thing where, like, he would, at, at this point, it's a museum, it's not like a you know, warship or anything at this point. But um, so they had a thing like where he would like stay on the weekends on the ship Mm -hmm. and like kind of do work on the weekends and, you know, go to high school during the week. And so he was sitting on his bunk one day as a teenager on a weekend. His door was shut. And then all of a sudden it slammed open. Hmm. And so he was like, that is weird. He, He went out to see what was going on. He looked on either end of the hall. No one was out there. And one thing he mentioned is that this is a steel ship. You hear when people are moving around. Right. You can't be snuck up on by anyone living. Do, do, so do. it could be the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, uh, drawing that conclusion for us, Robin. In case y'all didn't get that. So in 2012, a woman named Heather went on a ghost tour of the USS Yorktown with her husband and her daughter. And there a number of strange things actually occurred. I have never had this many strange things occur when I've been on a ghost tour, but actually I would like to ask you if you've had any experiences on ghost tours, but after this one. So she and her husband were in a corner of the ship in this area. I don't know exactly, you know, where it was. I don't know the layout of the ship necessarily, but it had a lot of like frames up on the wall in this corner and they were looking at them. And for both of them, for a second, both of the, like, all of the frames became filled with black. And then it was immediately done. Hmm. And they both experienced it. And they went up to their tour guide and they were like, hey, this happened. And the tour guide said, that actually has happened before. It happened to 
another person in a different tour group had seen the exact same thing happen where the the frames just fill with black which is so interesting because i've like you know we've we've done a lot of researching and stuff about ghosts and i've never seen heard about like a just frames filling up with the color black before no and we interesting we've covered a couple haunting paint haunted paintings in the like college ones where it's like it looks like they're looking at you or um what was that one in your castle episode it was like she was staring at it and then she looked in the mirror and she was the person the painting and then it fell yes that was it so like it's not like the painting itself changed but the painting changed something yeah supposedly so yeah that was one thing that happened also they went around with emf readers okay so okay they she acknowledges that like one of the places emf reader like really went off was literally when they were next to a lot of electrical equipment so that's immediately out yeah because you and i we went around you got me an emf reader we went around your apartment and tested it out and like every time i was near a phone every time i was near an outlet Anytime it was near any sort of electrical equipment, it goes off because it those are like emitting electrical fields or however science works. So everybody like just know that EMF readers are really best used when you have no electronics on you and you are in a forest. Yeah, basically. Those are really the best times to use it. But that being said, they did have some times with the, the, the reader when it was either at a high or a medium high when it was not surrounded by electronics and it didn't ha- have a necessary logical cause Ooh, this one part is creepy so they were in like one part of the ship they were in like i guess a hallway like one end of a hallway and their tour guide tapped on a door just a quick tap and everything seemed fine and normal except there was a response and not everybody heard it only a few people had heard it but one of them was our storyteller heather and by storyteller i just mean this is her story mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, you know they had looked down the hallway because the tap, the answering tap, had come at the very end of this long, dark, empty hallway. That didn't quite make a lot of sense why it would have a tap back unless it was in response. Right. So her daughter on that tour probably had the weirdest experiences of the family because her experiences were actually quite physical. She was in one room hearing, you know, I guess, I don't know if they were hearing more of the ghost stories or what, but she started feeling dizzy. And she started, after feeling dizzy, she started feeling scared. She wanted to leave. And she actually started to back up into the other folks who were standing behind her, like as she was trying to get out. Then in another room, and this was actually the room where Boy Scouts would come and sleep over. They were in that room investigating it. And she felt someone touch her, specifically her hair and her neck. Mm-hmm. But the weirdest thing of all she experienced was actually what she found on her phone after they were done. She didn't take any recordings on her phone. Uh-huh. But when they left, there was a one second recording on it that had someone laughing. Ooh. And according to Heather, it was, quote, a strange laughter. And in the background of it, so behind someone laughing... There was someone speaking two words, except she didn't mention what the words were. Oh, <laughs> I really want to know what the words were. Context would have been nice. Very creepy. One person. Ooh, OK, 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 OK. Zoe. One person was touring the ship and they were going past this area that had from their description, I think, like large kind of walls of glass or like large windows of glass or something that was like still inside the wall, the the halls of the ship. So not facing out. Mm hmm. They were just walking past like this area of glass and they got the feeling like someone was going to try to scare them in that room. Okay. So they started looking at the glass and someone did appear in the glass. It materialized like it was a reflection of a person. And that person was a Marine dressed in a khaki uniform. Okay. I need you to keep this description in your mind of a Marine dressed in a khaki uniform because we are going to see and hear more about very similar things but just you know would marines be on the ship maybe i don't know but j- yeah. just <laughs> keep in mind what military personnel wear okay okay so we're, we're going to be looking at photos later so a woman named amy and her husband were on a regular non-ghost tour of the ship one morning it's kind of, remember when we were at the biltmore when certain rooms we would kind of pass through would be set up 
exactly as it would have been like mm-hmm. back into the time period that they're talking about. So it is a museum. So they ha- would have similar things here where it's like specifically here's how the kitchen was set up and used back then, except they had like, I think this is kind of from her description where like walls of glass kind of come into play where it's like, maybe you can't like really go through there yourself. I'm not sure. Gotcha. But she and her husband were walking past there and she saw a guy in the kitchen pushing a silver utility cart. This guy was about 20 years old. He was a young man. He was short and muscular and he had on a tan shirt. And so Mm. she saw him pushing a cart through there and something kind of went off in her brain, I think, because I think most people could see him and not really think much of it. But she was like, something isn't right here. And so they they passed that section. They were kind of in a different part of a hall of the hallway, but like not much time at all had passed. And she was like, she turned to us and she was like, did you see him too? And he was like, mm, yeah, you know, the guy pushing the cart. And she thought to herself, people aren't part of these exhibits. Mm. And who would that have been? So right after them, and like I said, not much time at all has passed. Right after them, another part of the group or whatever comes to that same area and just gone through where she had seen the guy. And so she says, did you see a guy with a cart? And they say, no. But like they were, it was like boom, boom, one right after the other. And she could not imagine a possibility where like they would not have seen the guy. Gotcha. Based on his trajectory, who's walking toward them. And so... She is, like, really sure that, like, this was a full-bodied apparition that she saw, and that was not actually, like, a person who was working at the museum. Uh, Another guy named Connor visited the ship in 2015, and he also had an experience with the whole, like, Marine in a khaki uniform type thing. Mm -hmm. There, He was just walking through, and there was a hallway he was passing in the Marine barracks section, And at the end of it, there was either a mannequin or a cutout or something that was made to look like a Marine in a khaki uniform. But it it was clearly like not a person. It was just kind of like for the visual, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is a creepy thing (laughs) to have. So he took a photo of it and he didn't think much of it. And I guess a year later, he's looking at his phone and he's going through old photos and he sees that the photo turned out quite different than what he had taken what he had thought he had taken uh if he looks at it you know you can see down the dark hallway and you know you see the 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 guy the marine or whatever but where the marine's face would have been were actually orbs of light oh that's weird it is and the thing is i'm very uh anytime like anti-photo orbs (laughs) anti-photo orbs anti-video orbs i'm very anti-orb except I think that is very specific. Yeah. And very strange because it was on the guy's face and it was multiple. Now, could it be bugs? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Could it be a weird flash? Yes. Yeah. Like if the cut, if it was a cutout and the texture was reflecting and there were lights that he couldn't see, like it's a possibility. Yes. But it is weird. It is weird. So probably one of the most famous videos of the USS Yorktown was taken in 2014 by the South Carolina ETV production team. It has over 500,000 views on YouTube, and they actually have two videos of this on the USS Yorktown and Ghosts, both of which are linked in the sources, and I highly recommend you check out both. Okay. They're very interesting to see. But um, the crew went on tour of the Yorktown. This is 2014, and they were the only ones on board. And uh, one of the crew members said she saw shadows out of the corners of her eyes and that she heard some whispers and some bangs. And she, the thing is, she felt safe while she was there. She didn't think anything was there to hurt her. But she also said that she felt like she was being followed and that even that there was someone standing behind her at certain points, which to me does not equate equal safety. (laughs) But I, I, to each their own. <laughs> Maybe she felt like it wasn't going to physically attack her, but she did feel uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think also part of it is that, like, the these are would be ghosts of, like, military personnel. And so I think that 
based on what she said, like very much contributed to the feeling safe. But I think also just like I would hate I have a back tingle thing when like I'm in danger. And that mostly comes when I feel like there is somebody behind me. And I just feel like my back would be tingling the whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's OK. I think of it like a superpower. Oh. Like it's kind of like my intuition is tickling my back and it's like get out but at the same time it's like deadly tickling and like it's your it's your Robin kind of like sense. you're hitting your funny bone yeah it's my robin sense so another um person on the crew said they saw a shadow high up in the control tower and that she saw it go by the window up there two times so ahem zoe do you remember me mentioning bruce or bruce or yeah, like, or, like, a last name. Not, like, do you mem- remember me mentioning Bruce or Michael? No, it's, like, Bruce or. I remember thinking or is a really weird last name. Is it O-R-R or O-R-E? It's O-R-R. Vaguely, but no. He did the book Six Miles to Charleston, and it was his research that really uh, showed everyone that Lavinia Fisher... Episode seven was not a serial killer, was not a serial killer. Like there's no evidence suggesting that she was a serial killer, but she has been remembered in history and many a headline as the first female serial killer in the U.S. So so he's heavy into the research. He also did a book about the ghosts of the USS Yorktown and he does ghost tours of the ship. Okay, so he was doing one one night at 2.30 a.m., when two women in in the tour group saw a man near the vending machines and again 2 30 a.m it's late and they were like hey 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 bruce i don't know what they call him by his name <laughs> they're like hey bruce who's that and he was like oh there must be like a, a security officer and they were like mm, i don't think so because we saw this two security officers when we first started when we first came on board uh, that are like manning the ship tonight and he he's not one of them. And so Bruce over here looks at the guy and he's like, oh, shoot, he's not dressed like a security officer. And so he's like, like, we, we have a trespasser. And so he starts going t- toward the guy and he's like, you know, hey, what you doing? <laughs> what you doing? And he says that the guy is actually dressed, he described it as a black hat and a coat. And I was like, oh God, it's a hat man. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, th- which just kind of like anytime like there's a hat man, there's also like shadows and shadow figures and like this is shadow figures. And I was like, oh God, it's that again. But actually, I don't think it's a hat man because he gets closer because he's like, you know, still going after the guy he thinks is a trespasser. And he's like, okay, that is a military style peacoat okay which i didn't know there were military style peacoats but apparently there are and he's like this guy's dressed like he's like an officer okay. um, which there's no officers on the ship because you know it's decommissioned and stuff and then as he realizes that the guy disappears <gasps> thank you for the dramatic gas <laughs> so he and those two women saw a full-bodied apparition that's cool on the ship like it is very cool opaque enough for them to be like hey that's a person that's a guy (laughs) like they're there for ghosts and they're like hey that's a guy so the article i saw this described in or no it wasn't an article it was a video yes it included a photo that like could have very well been like the, the apparition they're talking about but i wasn't sure if it was like specifically about that because they weren't talking about the photo it was like they put the photo up and so i totally believe the photo was taken of something like very spooky on board but i didn't know if it assigned specifically to this one Mm -hmm. other to this story otherwise i would have had us talk about it because we do have a photo section coming up in just one second but first so i'd have to let you know just like one other thing that happened okay which is that the mount pleasant police were called to the uss yorktown one time because of a suspected intruder okay when they got there they didn't find a person they found a mass that was twice as big as a person would be. A mass? I saw the word mass or heard the word mass. I got this from a YouTube video or article. It's all linked. But they actually <laughs> ran after this until it disappeared. Oh, gross. Like, because, like, when I picture a mass, I'm, like, picturing... <laughs> I, I assumed, based on everything that I had kind of, like, seen, that, like, think, like, big shadow but that is literally me just like 
putting that on it because that is kind of what we see in photographs and also other shadow experiences on board. But Zoe, the USS Yorktown has inspired a lot of paranormal investigations, which have inspired photographs. So I would like you to open up your email now and try to only look at one image at a time. That's going to be hard. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Hold on. Did all of them come up? Yeah, all of them came up. But I can preview one image at a time and do my best to ignore the back. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have the first image up? Uh, Yes. All right. So, everybody, this is an image I got from the website called Scares and Haunts of Charleston. And they said it was taken by William Butterfield in August 2008. Mm -hmm. So, this, we are looking at a pane of glass where it's some kind of machinery machinery behind the glass but before we get to that we see what looks to be a reflection of some sort of at least a khaki or olive colored heavy duty shirt or jacket so william said that this wasn't his jacket he wasn't wearing it and the author of the blog post that I, I got this from did point out that it was taken in August in Charleston, which is not a time you would be wearing a particularly heavy overthing. So, okay, Zoe, if yeah. we were assuming that everybody's telling the truth, <laughs> this looks very suspicious. Yeah. I, and he said I, nobody I... else was there. Oh, were you about to say it looks like somebody else was there? I feel I was about to say, like, I it would have to be a situation where, like, I was right next to the person who was taking the photo or like he simultaneously took this photo and like had surveillance footage of him taking the photo to prove that there was no one else in the vicinity who this could be a reflection of for me to really believe it. Because, yeah. It, it looks like it's a reflection of somebody standing there and looking into the room. And it's not really a thick jacket. It could be like a button up shirt that somebody was wearing. Uh, it looks like an orange t-shirt underneath. And you're right. That does look orange. And like my brother in high school wore a hoodie every day, even in the middle of summer. So like there are people out there like that. <laughs> so, so you're just feeling this ain't it. I, if I, if it was a friend of mine mm-hmm. who walked up and was like, there was nobody but me, I took this photo, I'd be like, holy shit, you just captured proof of ghosts. Yes, but since I took it from a blog post that said I got it from a guy who took this in August 2008. I, I'm like, <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool story. Okay, okay. The one thing I will say about it, because... I'm a heavily suspicious person. Yeah. Like, I'm not, sus- like, don't be suspicious of me. I'm not like that. But, like, I am suspicious <laughs> of others. Yeah. Um, I try to, like, kind of suspend my disbelief, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. When I'm, like, looking at these and be like, okay, if this is, if everybody's telling the truth, what do I think of this? However, like, you do have to, like, not just, like, necessarily think that people lie which like they do but also you have to think like people aren't always completely aware of their surroundings yeah okay you sent me a tiktok about this lady who got pictures whose sister-in-law got pictures in front of the lalari mansion yes right those pictures looked so creepy and they were saying nobody was walking in front of it while they were taking photos in my mind, I was like, creepy photos, but like, are you sure nobody walked in front? So the, I'm not observant. I'm not that observant, Zoe. I know this is like a, an aside, but the only reason in that one I'm more willing to believe it is because it is well known in that local or with the locals that you don't walk near Madame LaLaurie's house. You like cross the street, walk around it and then cross the street back. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the only reason in that specific case that I'm like, oh. Very interesting. But anyway, back to this. <laughs> back to back to this. Um. Okay, so this next photo, all the other photos 
that we have here are like from the two South Carolina ETV videos that are up on YouTube that we're linking. And this one, this next one was taken can I look by, at it? Yes, yes, okay. you can look at it now. It was taken by a member of the South Carolina ETV crew, and I, I took a screenshot from the video, so actually it's really quite funny. I had the closed captioning on, and it, uh, in it, it says, a picture of a ghost, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Me too! Um, okay, so there is a red circle very helpfully pointing out what we need to pay attention to. Which, to me, Zoe, looks like a kind of floor-to-ceiling, relatively thinnish for its height, shadow that even could appear to have a head. But you can specifically see it toward the top mm -hmm. because there is a light that's kind of near it. And so it is, whereas the floor is kind of cast in darkness anyway, the top is not. So you can see like, oh, well, here is specifically something black what? that i don't know what it would what it would be yeah so if you look down i think what mm -hmm. we see on the floor with the like dark background i think that's just a reflection of the door in the background onto this shiny tile i can see that i think that just looks like the door to me mm-hmm However, the head-looking thing near the light that mm -hmm. I can't explain away. Right? So, okay, if I were just in a position where I, like, fully believed in ghosts, where I could be like, yes, I, I am in this tinfoil hat, I would say, like, okay, that is the black mass that the Mount Pleasant police were chasing, because it did say twice as large as person. That is a very tall mass. Mm -hmm. um, if it if it continues all the way down to the floor, which otherwise is floating, which is its own thing. But I I am very creeped out by that image. If I were to if I were to see that in person, yeah, I'd be freaked out. Yeah. And I don't n think that they saw that necessarily. I think that they caught that right on camera, which is a very different thing. Very different. I almost like want us to be able to like rate the photos one to ten. Do you want to do that? Sure. Do you want to start that one photo in? What What do you rate that one to ten? How haunted? This one. Mm -hmm. I'd give it a solid six. Six. Six is good. I'll take a six. Let's do a six. What about you? Oh, agreeing. I'll, I'll copy you. I'm okay. copying you. Okay. I'll take a six. Next, we have. Oh, that's what okay. we need to start doing. We need to like start having a debate back and forth until we agree on a number. Well, okay, I was thinking a little bit higher, but I didn't want to say it because I'm like the person, I'm the skeptic of us. And I can't be like, no, Zoe, that photo is like more haunted than you think it is. <laughs> well, okay, so like I do, I have noticed that I have a tendency to rate the ones I research higher because I'm reading. Rude! But I'm like reading all the things that I'm taking the notes of and I'm in the moment. I'm like analyzing it versus pr when you're mm. presenting it, when it's being presented to you, you're like, okay, I can remain calm and level headed about this. I didn't research this at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> rude okay next one it's this... blurry yeah zoe <laughs> so this photo yes was taken by a tourist and shared with i don't know if it was shared with south carolina atv i think it was shared with like maybe employees that worked there and then it was shared in another video but anyway the first time i looked at this photo i was like i really genuinely don't see something anything and then i like kind of had like one of those aha moments where I was like, oh, oh, I see it. I see it. Kind of like when you're looking for a snake at the zoo and you're like, I don't know where the <laughs> snake is. Oh, there it is. So this is taken in a helicopter. Okay. So this is like the back of the helicopter. And so they're saying that the person has like a helmet and a jacket and a uniform on. Do you see what I, <laughs> that here's a Christmas song. Do you see what I see? <laughs> okay. So before I say yes or no, mm -hmm. this is a recording Okay, a screenshot of a YouTube video, and the YouTube mm -hmm. video is somebody recording a TV screen or some sort of no. screen that's playing the video. Do you see the battery sign? 
Oh, you're you're right. And so it's not a video, it's a photo. So they're playing, but you're right. Like somebody took a photo of, I think it on the digital camera, because he didn't mention there was a digital camera involved. And then that is what showing up on my screen. So, okay. Yeah. So there's multiple layers. I just want to make that clear. Um, okay. So yes, I, I can see like somebody with a really strong jaw and like, I thought that was kind of a scarf underneath. I don't know. I, I, but I feel like this is like one of those things where if, if you stare at popcorn ceilings for long enough, you start to be able to like see it spell your name or something. I haven't heard that one. Um, <laughs> I can totally see it doing that. The one benefit of a doubt I'm going to give this, you're so squinting at it. You look <laughs> like you're an old person who like can't like... <laughs> You have to, like, hold your menu really far away from your face, Zoe. That's what you're doing to the screen right now. Okay, but to me, it looks like a person who's kind of, like, pivoted a little bit to the side. Mm -hmm. Who is wearing one of those helmets that you see, like, Amelia Earhart in with, like, the flaps that come down the side of the face. Uh They have on a high collar and a scarf. But not, like, a big scarf, but, like, a, it's cold out, I got a little thing going. And then a jacket. Oh, I was reading that as, like, like the fur of a collar. Like, you know those jackets that have, like, the white fluffy stuff on the inside? Like, I think it could... Oh, you're right. I think it could be that, too. Okay. For sure. But, like, I distinctly see at least the right eye, like, the shadow of it. Yeah. And, like, the I see where the cheekbone is hit with a little bit of highlight. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm also, just saying it has there a are... massive chin. <laughs> it does not have a massive chin. I think what you're, I think we're like both interpreting the chin a little bit differently. I'm seeing not like the little white thing right underneath it as chin. I think that's just like something on the neck. Uh-huh. I totally think that this could just be like random things coming together to look like a person. The only benefit of doubt I'm giving it is that it's a lot of things coming together. To look like a very specific person. <laughs> okay. So we how haunted is this photo? Like a two. <gasps> it's a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, it's a two. It's a two. It's a two. I'm gonna rate yours low. Just watch. I don't have just any photos watch. for you. I'm gonna rate your haunted place low. Just you watch. Okay. This is the big one. Okay. Zoe. Okay. This is two in a row, and they're beside... I thought about screenshotting them separately, but they're beside each other. So, because, like, it's good to compare because it's the same space. So, this is in one of the South Carolina ETV videos. So, they had a camera set up on this one hallway where they had one of those ghost hunting grids, which is where, like, you splay out all of the dots to, like, kind of hit equidistantly from each other or something against the walls and the floor and whatever and the idea is that like if there is some sort of discrepancy with the dots because of movement or because something came in you will be able to easily tell because your brain will pick up on the difference i guess in the pattern so this isn't these are two images side by side of the same hallway Mm -hmm. i highly recommend that people check out the South Carolina ATV video on this because I'm sure he explains it better than I'm going to, but I'm going to try. Okay. okay. In all, both of them are kind of cast in this greenish light. I think that's kind of like the, probably the night vision of the camera on the left is a tall, what seems to be a tall black mass. I can even see kind of the outline of a person where it kind of tapers in at the waist, broader shoulders and a head. And this image on the right okay so this is in the first image and it takes up the left side of the image but if you look on in the second image it is not there at all yeah and so this is clearly a disruption people were not walking in this area but one thing the guy pointed out is that the dots they're only supposed to be like circles of light okay Mm mm-hmm and, but, but when they're hitting this kind of black figure or what we're seeing in the first photo with the black figure and at the large black like figure, we are seeing them be kind of like little strings of light. They're elongated. And he said, 
this was taken with a long exposure, which means like your camera is taking in light for longer amounts of time. It's not just a split second and a snap of a picture. So what you're actually seeing with it being longer dots is movement. Mm -hmm. And like, if you look at the ground in the left image, the thing's Mm -hmm. casting a shadow. So I think it is hard for me to tell what is a shadow. Or it could be a reflection. Sorry. To me, it looks like a shadow itself. Right. So, oh, are you thinking that this is standing at the end of the hall and casting a long shadow? Because I was thinking it was standing close to the camera and just like really big. But you're kind of seeing through it. At first, I did think that as well. But the fa- then I was like, well, maybe the red circle is drawn to capture the full thing. And maybe this on the Mm. floor that we're seeing up close is like a reflection in the shiny floor. I think that's a good point too, Zoe. I was not looking at reflections, but you've been looking at reflections this whole time. And I just think that's very good of you. Well, thank you. Now we have a right photo, which... Right. And how I kind of took the screenshot, because there is... (laughs) There is a a caption there too, and it says, And in the second photo, the black mass has moved. (laughs) I just like how they're narrating it. I, with that closed captioning there, it's kind of hard to see. But um, in the second photo, you don't, you don't have that big mass to your left, but you do have kind of a string of, not a string. You have like kind of a bar of black mass kind of tilted into what looks like a doorway on the right side. And if you look at the the first photo, it is not there. It is only there in the second photo. He said, um, the guy explained this, who was a producer of the, you know, the program. He said that they were thinking this looks like a leg, like leaning out of a doorway. To me, it kind of looks like he was like walking down the hall towards the camera and then he turned into this doorway. And maybe this is like blueprint theory where... Like, they follow the same path that they always followed, like residual hauntings. Mm-hmm. And so he maybe that door is usually open when he was alive. So he's, like, walking in, and that little bar you see is his leg as he's stepping into the room. Like, his leg has not yet followed him into the room yet. I can see that. I can see that quite a bit. So, Zoe, how haunted do you think this image is? Like do this you, one's like an eight nine. Thank you, thank you. I was like nine ten, which is fine. I okay. I don't think we've even done episodes where it's like this place's claim to fame is the photo, like this one specific photo, and I, I'm talking specifically about Myrtle's plantation. I was thinking that one too. <laughs> and this is the most convincing right photo I think I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, like it's. I think, okay, honestly, like anything can be explained away by anything, but I am finding it hard to think what could have done this, you know, yeah. what could have made yeah. this happen, especially since like, it's not just that you can see in the second photo, oh, it doesn't have the first thing happening, but no, it has a different thing that like could even correspond right. to the first thing. And of course, you have to follow all the normal caveats of is everybody telling the truth? And we're assuming that this doctor, this photo isn't doctored. I'm assuming the photo isn't doctored, but also like, I mean, it's like it South Carolina public TV. I, yeah. I trust that as like a, a source, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like a random guy being like, guess what I found, <laughs> you know, or anything like a ghost TV show that profits off of capturing ghosts. Very, very true, too. So I think I'm you're an eight nine on this. I'm a nine ten on this. I when I saw that photo, Laura, oh my goodness. This is like I think the photo that convinced me, like, okay, we're gonna have a photo section of this <laughs> podcast. So Zoe, this brings me to the end of the USS Yorktown. We have discussed a bit of its history, a lot of its ghost experiences, which are varied. And I'm going to ask you, how haunted do we think this is, taking all of that into account? Okay, so it is a warship Mm -hmm. that many people have died on. Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of automatically puts it at a six. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. So, like, you can't go lower than a six. Okay. okay if you so. had asked me before that photo, mm-hmm. I probably would have put you at a six, maybe an eight. And maybe I would have broken my rule and put a seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen that photo, I'm putting mm-hmm. it at 8.5. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Remy. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm so happy you said that. I am putting it, and this is not something that I decided after you said yours. Uh huh. I'm putting it at seven. Oh, wow. I'm putting it lower. But to me, and my understanding of this, one, I am bringing in the fact that I'm. A s- s- I say a skeptic. I feel like a real skeptic would be like, okay, you have a paranormal podcast. Shut up. But like, <laughs> I, I am bringing in the fact that I am not sold on completely on the existence of ghosts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that has to come into play when I am rating a haunting, which basically is just me factoring in room for my own, you know, doubt on all this. Two, seven to me is a sol- really solid rating. I feel like six is pretty solid, seven is really solid. And I think the reason I'm saying seven is because there were lots of really, okay, it's a 7.5 because of the photo. There were lots of really interesting experiences, especially like the number of reported full body apparitions or apparitions of something that's like, is either a full on person or it's a big black cloud (laughs) that's quite interesting i almost think what is like missing from it for me to like make it higher is like the idea of hauntings or haunting stories of it that connect to each other Mm -hmm. like what is the continued entity you know like did this thing do this and then it did this and then it did this And, you know, those things could totally exist. And that is just not how we're presented with the information. But I think, like, it is a 7.5 for me. It would be lower without the photo. The last photo we went over, for sure. I think it would probably be, like, a 6 or a 6.5 without that photo. But mm, with that photo, it is a 7.5. That's just one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) So, everyone, go check out our sources. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my goodness. I, I had a very good time researching this episode. So, Zoe, thank you for listening. And well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. And everyone, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, subscribe, review, tell a friendo, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hauntedhospitality. For just $3 a month, you get a new episode from us. Yes, and it comes out on the 13th because we're spooky. Um, If you would like to see Robin's sources, especially that last photo we were just gassing up, you can head over (laughs) to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. If you have your own spooky story, maybe you've been a Boy Scout on this ship that is called... (laughs) What's it called again? USS Yorktown. That one. Um, If you've been there, write to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs. Yes, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. You can also find us on Twitter at Haunted House. We hope to see you there. Stay Stay spooky. spooky.